Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, hey, good morning. I'm excited you're here today as we are uh, finishing this series entitled Moving Forward, which means this. When we're finishing series, we're starting a brand new series next week, so I want to quickly just invite you back. We're actually going into uh, what we do each summer called our, our summertime series, which is entitled Stories, and we're going to hear some just amazing stories from, from people right here within this congregation and how God is working in them. And I would say this to all our Facebook Live friends, uh, these summertime series, we may not necessarily show each one on Facebook Live, so make sure you're here, right? Get here actually physically here at this place, right? So again, that's starting next week. But today what we're going to do is we're going to jump in and we're going to finish this series entitled Moving Forward, where what we've been doing is we've been digging in and talking a little bit about how God, he continually calls us to move forward. And forward means heavenward, right? Again, our main verse for this uh, series is Philippians 3.14. And it states, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And again, in this passage of scripture, Paul is writing, and he's writing to the church in Philippi, and he's writing from a place where, where he's facing opposition. He's writing from in, being imprisoned, and he's writing to the church in Philippi who is also facing some opposition as well. And he's saying to continue to move forward, to continue to press on, right? to continue to, to keep going. And we started off this series really defining forward, and it was really de- defining the purpose that each and every one of us have, and it's this, it's to please God through faith. Then we jumped in and we talked about how many times our past can often stop us from moving forward. So we talked about how we need to own our past or it will own us. Then Wes spoke on the power of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit, how he is our power to move forward. And then last week we jumped in and we talked about forgiveness. And we talked about how we can only, we can only move forward with how far we're willing to forgive. So again, if you missed them, I would challenge you to go back and look at them. And what we're going to do today, though, is we're going to close this series by talking about our thought process, talking about the way we think. Because I think that what happens is many times the way we think, the thoughts that we allow to go through our brains, the thoughts that we allow to have, that we allow ourselves to have, they can really keep us from moving forward. A lot of times they can keep us stuck and really just put us in ruts. I think a lot of times we just continually do things because we've always done that and we become lazy with our thought process. I think a lot of times we do things just because we've always done. How many of you guys have ever been stuck in a rut with your thought process before or just done things just because that's the way you've always done things? Right? Some of us and most of us, we've probably been there before. So churches, churches are notorious for this. We're just going to say that. Now, you may have been in some churches and you're thinking like, why do you do things certain ways? Because we've always done it. Now for us as a church, we're, we're actually a church plant. So we're celebrating five years coming up in September. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have a huge celebration. The one lucky thing about church plants is this, is that we can't say we've always done things a certain way, right? Because we are a church plant. Now, what happens is we're turning five years old. This is kind of like where we put our big boy pants on. We're like, mommy, wow, I'm a big church now. So, so we could go kind of in, we could get stuck in ruts. And I want to tell us, we got to be careful about that, right? We've got to be careful when doing that. Because I think a lot of times our thought process is, and in, in we're our paths, we're stuck because of our thought process. I mean, think of maybe your workplace before. I'm sure you've probably been at work and you've seen some things that are going on. You're like, why do they do things this way? There's a better way. So maybe you go and you, you tell the boss and you say, hey, we could do it this way. 
And instantly you're shut down because that's how we've always done it before. It's a frustrating place to be, right? And it keeps us from moving forward. It keeps us from really experiencing certain things. We've probably done the same thing in our, in our lives, in our families, in our households. Like, why is this a certain way? Because it's always been that way, right? I think there's some things we do. And again, we get caught into to certain rituals. We get caught into certain traditions, just certain things. And they can be both good or bad. I know for, for me personally, Sunday mornings, I have certain, certain routines that I do. Uh, when we first started the church, I would get here early and I would uh, set things up. I would do a bunch of different things. And for me, it just became routine. I still get here real early in the morning, but then I get here and I have absolutely nothing to do now, right? The team is rocking it. Those of you are on the team, you do an amazing job. But I come here, I'm the first one here, and then I basically look around and say, wow, these people are good. Cool. Hope they don't know I'm not. I'll just keep talking, right? No, I do that, and then I, every Sunday morning I stop, I get my McDonald's iced coffee, like it's a r- routine, it's a ritual. If I get two, I talk even faster than I'm talking now, it's a little too much, but I kind of, I get stuck in these certain things. I think we do this, and they can be both good or bad, right? They can be both good or bad, and sometimes we get stuck in routines that really, they cause us to get stuck in ruts. They cause us to miss out on things. They cause us to, to keep us from moving forward and to experiencing the things that God has for us. I mean, if you look just around in our, in our lives and throughout history, there were some inventions some, and some things created because some people were willing to think different. So let's just give a couple examples. For instance, check out this, the light bulb. Right? The light bulb was, inter- was, was invented by Thomas Edison because he's willing to think different. And not only that, it was, he created a way for people to have access to the light bulb as well because he was willing to think different. Another one is the uh, Ford Model T. Now, this isn't the first car invented, but it was actually the first car that was invented and, and mass-produced off the assembly line, all because Henry Ford saw a better way to do things, all because he was willing to change his way of thinking, and because of that, transportation has changed, right? because of that, we'll never be the same, because of that, right now, each and every one of you probably came here today in a vehicle. There's not too many people that are walking out in the middle of a cornfield to church, right? Now, all because someone was willing to think different. Another one is the, the airplane. Again, change the way of travel because someone was willing to think of it. Another one is the internet. Let's just give Al Gore a round of applause, right? No, it wasn't, it wasn't Al Gore, right? It's actually a guy named Lawrence Roberts. But what happened is because of this, someone is willing to think different. We have access to so many different things. I remember as an elementary kid, to go do research, I had to go to the library and I had to go through panels and, and different little card catalogs of all these different things. Listen, kids have no clue how easy they have it today, right? All because of the internet. And again, it could be good, it could be bad, but there's certain things because someone's willing to think differently, we can experience more. The iPhone's another one. Some dude named Steve created this little device that you can get everything right at your fingertips, right? And then Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, changed the way we communicate, changed the way we socialize, changed the way we stay in contact with people. And again, it can be both very good and bad, but it's all because it started with a thought process that was different all because they question the norm a little bit. And the truth is, it's the same for our spiritual lives as well. It's the same for our spiritual lives. If we want to move forward, we have to think different. Uh, Dave Ramsey and some other people smarter than me have stated, to get what you've never had, you have to be willing to do what we've never done. To tweak this a little bit today, I want to say it this way. To get where we've never been, we have to be willing to think like we've never thought. To get where we've never been, we have to be willing to think like we've never thought. We have to think a little bit differently. We have to change our thought process. 
right? The places where God wants to take us, the places and the things that God wants us to experience, they're going to require us to get outside of our comfort zone. To experience God's purpose for all that he has for us, it's going to require us to get beyond just the familiar way of thinking and doing the same old, same thing. In fact, all throughout the Bible, you see this. And you see it specifically in a guy named Abram, who is later known as Abraham. So the story of Abraham and Sarah, his wife, can actually be found in Genesis chapter 11, verses, uh, chapter 11 through chapter 25. Now, again, we're not necessarily going to read this all today, but I do challenge you to read your Bible. Challenge you maybe to, to mark this down, Genesis 11 through 25, and go back and make it part of your reading plan this week. Again, read your Bible every single day. We give you the option. The Version Bible is an incredible resource to put on your phone, to put on your tablet. That way you're not just waiting to Sunday, but read it every single day. But just to give you a quick recap on who Abraham was. So Abraham had many sons. And many sons had father, had father Abraham, right? And so are you. So let's all praise the Lord, right? No, no, we'll stop there. But that's the quick recap of Abraham, right? Abraham was a man who had this incredible inheritance. He was a man who had this incredible family, had this incredible lineage, right? And if you remember, Frank, we talked about some people the last few weeks that were really part and descendants of Abraham. In fact, Abraham's lineage goes all the way to Jesus. Jesus was a part of his family tree. And that's, that was the promise that God gave Abraham. But it wasn't always like this, right? In fact, with Abraham, there were some struggles that him and his wife Sarah. In fact, they, they weren't able to get pregnant for years upon years upon years. So this whole idea that, that he would even be called Father Abraham, this whole idea that he was the father of nations, required a change in his thinking. It required him to change his thought process. And it really all started back in Genesis chapter 12, where he begins to hear from God. Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 8, which we'll spend some time looking at today. So let's check out Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. So we'll stop right there. It says, God said to Abram, and again, at this time his name was still Abram. His name later changed to Abraham when God spoke to him again. But this time, God's speaking to Abram, and he says, leave everything, right? Leave everything that you're used to. Leave your comfortable life. Leave your homeland. Leave your family. Leave the people that you're used to, right? Leave your father's household, right? For him to do this, it had to be a change of thinking. In fact, this wasn't very normal, right? This isn't what people did. Back in that time, people just didn't get up and move. Sometimes we do that today, but that time, it wasn't something that people did. This was a huge change of thinking. In fact, the people around him probably thought Abraham was a little bit crazy. They probably looked at him like he was a little bit off his rock. But this is what God tells him to do. And then God continues on and says, if you do this, this is what you will experience. Here in verse 2, he says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he set out from him. God spoke some incredible words to Abram. I mean, think about this blessing. Right? God tells Abraham, he tells him that he's going to make him into a great nation. He's going to make him into a legacy. For years and years and years, people are going to be talking about Abraham. In fact, years, thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, there's going to be a church in Newark where some guy is going to come up here and talk about him, right? That's the promise of Abram. 
He's going to leave a legacy. And he says he will bless him and make his name great. And then he says this, he will also make Abram a blessing himself. This is some pretty incredible stuff. And here's the truth. The truth is we can experience this as well. Through Jesus, we can experience this as well. Through Jesus, we can leave a legacy. Through Jesus, lives can be changed through us. Through Jesus, our names can be made great through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a blessings that we can receive from him. And not only that, we can be a blessing to others. And imagine that. Listen, you probably come across people like this in your life that made a difference, that made an impact. And you're wondering, like, I want that, right? The truth is we can have that. That's the promise. That's the blessing. But it starts when we get our thoughts and we line them up with God. It starts when we change our thought process. It starts when, when we begin to get our, our mindset the same as Christ. To get where we've never been, we have to be willing to think like we've never thought. The truth is, though, this is hard. I don't know about you, but sometimes my mind is my greatest enemy. Right? Sometimes I, I kind of lose myself in my thought process. And to be honest, like there's some times where like, we'll just be completely honest, I'm ready for this sermon series to be done, right? Because when I come up here and preach, half the time I'm preaching to myself, and a lot of times what I'm preaching about is where tra Satan tries to attack me. So we're in this series moving forward, and if I can be honest, there's this week and this past week, I'm like, feeling like I'm just stuck. Like I'm in a rut, right? And then I continue to question myself and I, I'm kind of trapped in this mindset. And I think a lot of times we do this, right? We allow ourselves to, and our thoughts to, to take us where, where, where our thoughts are going instead of to take us where God wants us to go. And if you look at Abraham again, God spoke to him. And when God spoke to him, things began to change. But understand this, Abraham was 75 years old when all this happened. So I don't know about you, I don't want to call out any 75-year-old men here, but I've been around some before. 75-year-old men are typically stuck in their ways, right? And usually their ways are good because it got them to that point, right? But they're usually stuck in their ways. So this is where Abram was. He, he was 75 years old, and he's basically living with his wife in his dad's household. Now, it doesn't necessarily say this, but here's a dude, 75 years old, living with his wife, basically in his parents' basement, right? right? It doesn't say it, but the truth is, it's probably pretty easy for Abram to be stuck in a rut. He was probably stuck in his ways. Right? He's living with his wife, no kids at the time. And to be honest, he's probably thinking like, this is as good as it gets. Right? This is where it is. In fact, if you go further into the story, you see where Abraham and Sarah, they sometimes, they, they mess up. They sometimes question things. They sometimes struggle with their thoughts, right? Their life isn't perfect. I challenge you to go dig into that. It's a whole different sermon. It's a whole different story. But this is where they were. And the truth is, sometimes they doubt it. And I think sometimes we do the same thing. I think sometimes we get to the point where, man, this is as good as it gets. This is the best it's going to be. And really what it is, it causes some frustration. It causes some frustration. I think for many of us, I think we've allowed our thoughts to, to keep us from moving forward because we think it's, gonna, it's the best it's going to get. And we may have settled for good when better is in our best. We may have settled for good when best is even close to reach. We may settle for good when God is right there and saying, don't settle for good. Go for me. Go for God, right? Listen, God wants us to continually move forward. But for some of us, we have to change our mindset and realize that we haven't experienced the best, right? The best is yet to come. For some of us, we need to get rid of those negative thoughts, those pessimistic thoughts and realize, you know what? We can be hopeful for the future. We can be optimistic because God is still in control. I think too many times we settle. We settle. 
Too many times I think it's hard to have some positive thoughts because really, God sometimes makes us wait. This is frustrating, right? But if you look at Abram and Sarah, God gives them these promises here when Abram's 75 years old. There's 75 years of the waiting game already. And then if you dig deeper into the story, God didn't actually come through with the blessing until 20 years later. Here's my dude here, and he's 95 years old. Like, think about this. 95 years old, Abraham's probably thinking like, nope, I'm tapping out. I don't want that blessing anymore. Like, that's going to be exhausting. Kids are crazy, right? But no, 20 years later, and it was all in the waiting. And I think a lot of times we get frustrated. We get angry. We get hurt. We allow ourselves to get hurt in the waiting. Listen, I would not classify myself as a patient person. I'm just going to be honest. And because of that, there's sometimes I get negative. Because of that, there's sometimes I get a little bit angry. There's, because of that, there's sometimes I begin doubting and I let my thoughts go the wrong way. I think the truth is we do this a lot. A lot of us, we do this as well. And here's the real danger of this. Our negative thoughts can sometimes cause us to take things into our own hands that were never meant to be in our hands. If you look at Abraham and Sarah, the waiting game was not necessarily grateful. In fact, at one point, Sarah got so frustrated and said, you know what, Abraham, go ahead and sleep with one of my maidservants and have a kid with her. Like, that'll work. That'll be the blessing that we'll get. And then came a son named Ishmael. If you look at it, that wasn't necessarily God's plan. That was, that was their plan for themselves. And if you look at it, it messed some stuff up. If you look through history, it kind, of, it kind of changes some things through history. That wasn't necessarily God's plan. And the same is true when we do it. When we wait, too many times what happens is we begin to take things in our own hands because our negative thoughts lead us to that direction and it can cause us to get into some trouble. It can cause us to sometimes even move backwards instead of moving forward. And the other bad thing about waiting is that many times what we do is we view waiting as rejection. Some of us might be here today. Maybe we're in a season of waiting, but we feel like it's a season of rejection. Maybe you walked in here and your thoughts are just filled with the fact that nobody wants me. I'm not good enough. Listen, understand this. God will never reject you. The truth is, you just may be in a season of waiting, but you are never rejected. Right Through Christ, you are good enough. Through Christ, you are redeemed. Through Christ, you are seen as righteous. Jesus lived a perfect life, died on a cross for each and every one of us so that God can see us, so that God can accept us. Listen, understand. Our thoughts, our thoughts have incredible power over life. I think we need to know the season we're in. I want you to understand, your life only gets better when your mind gets better. Your life only gets better when your mind gets better. So what I want to do is I just want to give us some action stuff of of how we can change the way we think. And really, if we look at it, this is what Abraham did as well. So number one is this. Number one, to change the way we think, we have to listen. And not just listen to everything out there, not just listen to anybody and everything, but listen to God. We have to listen to God. If you look at Abraham, it starts off and it says that God spoke and Abraham listened. And listen, when the Lord speaks, we need to listen as well. Now you might be here and be like, okay, now you just went over here like my whole entire spiritual head because I've never heard the voice of God. And listen, I'm right there with you. I've never heard the audible voice of God. Some of you are here. I know you've heard from the audible voice of God. That's awesome. I never have, but I have heard God. I have felt God speak to me as well. 
I think God's definitely spoken to me and he's done it in many different ways. So I just want to give you some, some areas in where God speaks that we need to listen. Number one, God speaks through people. Right? God speaks through the people in our lives. Now, listen to this carefully. Satan also speaks through the people in our lives as well. And so we're going to have to use a little bit of discernment. We're going to have to be wise with what we listen to. Right? But God speaks through people. I know for me, there's many times where, where I've walked away in a, in a church service where, where God spoke through the message. Right? I know that God spoke through the, the preacher. God spoke through the sermons. God broke, spoke through the, the music, the words and the powerful words that, that have been sung. Right? God speaks through those. But we have to listen. There's other times God speaks through, through podcasts that I listen to. Right? Whether it's a spiritual message, whether it's a, whether it's a leadership message, God speaks through certain things. He speaks through people. And understand this, God speaks through relationships as well. God uses friends. He uses families in an incredible way. That's why he puts people in our lives. And this is why we don't just do church to come to a service on a Sunday morning for an hour. In fact, we do church so that you can build relationships. We do church so that, so that you can find somebody to, to walk through life with. This is why we push life groups. This is why life groups are so important. Because you'll connect with somebody outside, outside this service more in a life group than you ever will. And you can, t- you can count the fact that, the, that you're going to walk with them. That they're going to walk with you. And that God can actually use those relationships and speak through people. As I, I'll just brag on the men's group real quick just because that's a part of well, one of the groups I'm a part of. But it's incredible. There's uh, different GroupMe text apps that they've sent out. And somebody will say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this this week. Or, hey, I've got this meeting coming up this week, blah, blah, blah. Just shoot it out there. And next thing you know, guys say, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I do the obligatory, you know, just praying right now for you type thing. But we've got some guys that are like amazing that will sometimes just like all of a sudden say, you know what? Hey, I'm praying for you, and I feel like God's saying this. God's speaking through them. But the question is, do we, do we listen? Do we listen? Do we listen when others are talking to us? You see, God speaks through relationships. God speaks through my wife probably more than anything. It's the most frustrating thing sometimes, Drew. Right? She's talking, I'm like, oh, I don't want to listen, but that's definitely the Holy Spirit. Come on, right? She could say some hard truths that I need to hear that I won't take from anybody else. And God uses that. God also uses her to encourage me in ways that other, others can't. God uses friends and family to encourage as well. Right? We need to listen. We need to listen to others. God speaks through people. God also speaks through prayer. You're thinking like, dude, I thought I was supposed to like have all these incredible words when I pray. Listen, you don't have to have any words when you pray. Right? One of the best parts of prayer is actually listening. But do we slow down enough in our prayer life to do that? Do we slow down enough to listen? Again, I haven't heard the audible voice of God, but there's been times in my prayer life where, where I've shut down, where I stopped talking. Listen, I stopped talking. I even stopped the voices in my head. You're crazy. You know what I'm talking about. The voice where I talk to God, you know. Not the other voices. No. <laughs> but I shut that down. And I let it be incredibly quiet. And in those moments, I feel an inkling. In those moments, I, I have this feeling, this desire. And what that is, that's God speaking. Do you do that in your prayer life? Do you stop and listen? Because when you listen to God, it will change the way you think. Right? Another way is to observe things. Observe our surroundings. Listen, I love being out in the woods. It's one of my favorite things. I love hiking through the woods. I love running, doing trail running. I recently taken up mountain biking. Like, I love to be out in the woods. It's where I feel the closest to God. Some of the reason could be because that's a lot of times where I'm the closest to death as well. But to me, there's just something about nature. Right? There's something about, about being out there, seeing that God created all these things. And I feel there's things that God sometimes reveals to me. There's a thought process that will come through my head. There's a thought 
that will drop in there. I'm like, man, that was, that was good. Clearly, I know it's not from me because it's way above anything that I can think of myself. So I know it's from God. And I think God sometimes he speaks through observation. But do we slow down enough? Do we look at things? Do we put ourselves in places where we can see where God is working? Listen, for some of you, maybe, maybe it's people watching, right? Seeing how people interact. There's some incredible ways of, of watching how people interact that shows that it can only be God, right? But do we slow down enough to see that? Do we slow down enough to listen to that? I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to observe and listen. And then finally, align all those things up with the Bible. Here's the true test of whether it's God or not is if it lines up with the Bible. Because the Bible is His Word. Right? Scripture is His Word and we need to listen to it. Which means this. It means that we need to open it up as well. I know I sound like a broken record when I come up here and I say, the version Bible, blah, 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 blah. Every single Sunday, right? I say it. But here's the reason. It's because the Bible is His Word. Listen, the Bible's available to each and every one of us. Nobody's more special than the other one next to you. Because we all have access to the Bible. We all have access to his word, and he speaks through it. He speaks to it to each and every one of us if we're just willing to open it up. And not only that, we need to be active listening, right? We need to do what it says. In fact, the, the brother of Jesus himself, James, says in James 1.22, he says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I mean, you know, when you hear something and you actually act upon it, it resonates a little more. It sticks with you a little more. To change our thoughts, to change our mindset, we have to listen to God. We have to listen to Him. See, some of us are stuck, I think, just because we've quit listening. Some of us, we feel like we haven't moved forward for years. Some of us feel like we're in a complete rut because we quit listening. Andy Stanley says it this way. He says, many, he says uh, a person who never listens will soon be surrounded by people with nothing to say. So if we're not listening to God, pretty soon we're going to be around and surrounded with people who have nothing to say. I want to be stuck. I want to challenge you. Change your way of thinking by listening to God. And then number two, believe what He says. To change our thought process, to think differently, to move forward, we have to believe what God says about us. If you look at Abraham, Abraham believed. Abraham was a man known for his faith. In fact, he was revered for his faith. Time and time and time again, you see Abraham experience the blessings of God. You see Abraham move forward, not because of how great he was. He was kind of a messed up dude, but he always believed. He had incredible faith. In fact, the author of Hebrews puts Abraham in the hall of faith with all these incredible heroes of the Bible. Abraham thought differently because he believed. And the truth is, we need to do the same. We need to have faith. So I'm going to ask you, are you listening to God? And do you believe what you hear? When you believe what God says about you, everything changes. When you believe what God says about you, everything changes. Your life will change. And here's some things that God says about you. He says that you are no longer a slave. Listen, you are a child of God. You are an heir to his throne. In Galatians 4, 6 through 7, it says, because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God also made you an heir. Listen, we need to believe that. That's what God says. We need to hear it, and then we need to believe it. Listen, understand that you are fully forgiven. It doesn't matter what you came in here with today. You are fully forgiven. Ephesians 1, 7 through 8 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished 
on us. So you can believe that for yourself because that's what God says. And when you believe that, your mindset will change. You no longer be walking in your past. You no longer be carrying that guilt, that shame, that condemnation that Satan wants on you, but you can walk in faith. Listen, understand and believe that you can overcome fear and anxiety because you are cared for. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him. And somebody needs to hear this today. Because he cares for you. Believe that you are cared for. Believe that you are protected. Psalms 3, 3 says, but you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. You are protected. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil. Believe that you are protected. And understand and believe that you have the same promise as Abraham. Galatians 3.29 says, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. These are all promises. These are all things that we can believe that God has spoken over each and every one of us. But so many times we're still living in negative thinking. So we need to believe. We need to listen to what God says and then we need to believe. You'll never rise higher than the image you have for yourself. So what we need to do is we need to change the image in which God sees us because God sees us through His Son, Jesus Christ. To change your mindset, to change your thoughts, you have to listen and then you have to believe what you hear from God. And then number three, we have to act. We have to act. I think sometimes it's easier to change our thoughts so our thoughts become our actions. You've probably heard that before. But the truth is, sometimes it's easier to change our actions so that our actions can become our thoughts. There's sometimes that we just need to act. There's sometimes that we just need to do something and act upon what God's told us. If you look at Abraham, he acted on what God said far before he ever experienced the blessing. If you look at Abraham, he acted upon what God said far before he was ever the father of nations, far before he was ever father Abraham. Right Before he even had one child, he acted. In fact, if you continue on in uh, Genesis chapter 12, We'll go verses 5 through 8. It says this. It says, He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah and Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give, you, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there, he went on towards the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Abraham left everything he had. He left everything that he was accustomed to. And he acted. And he went to where God was telling him. And he praised God through it all, even before the blessing. He acted even before the blessing. He did what God was telling him. Let me ask you, what's God telling you Maybe for you, again, maybe you feel like you're stuck in a rut. Maybe you feel like you're not moving forward. Let me ask you this. What, what did God tell you to do last? I firmly believe God's not going to tell you to what to do, your next step, until you follow through with the first step. For some of us, we just need to go back to that, and we need to act upon it. We need to act upon it so it can change our thought process, so we can see down the road. We can get a glimpse of that hope that God has for each and every one. Listen, for some of us, maybe that's to, to step up in our relationship with Him. Maybe God's saying, you know what, it's time. I, I want to spend some time with you. Maybe for you, you need to spend some time with Him. Maybe for you, maybe it's to step out of church and to serve, to give in some capacity. 
Right? Maybe for you is to, to step up in the community. Maybe for you is to step up in your own family and be the father or mother that you're called to be. To be the son or the daughter that you're called to be. To be the brother or the sister that you're called to be. So whatever it is, I want to challenge you to act. I want to challenge you to step up because your actions can change your thoughts. To get where we've never been, we have to be willing to think like we've never thought. If we want to become something different, it starts with our thought process. And if we're going to change our lives, if we're going to move forward regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the opposition that we may face, we have to change our thinking. Right? And to do that, we have to listen to God. We have to believe, and we have to act. If you would, pull out the connection card in the seat back in front of you. Maybe you're here today, and maybe you walked in here, and maybe for you, maybe, maybe you had some negative thoughts that are going through your head. Maybe for you, you felt just unworthy. Maybe for you, you felt rejected. Listen, I want you to understand you're not rejected. Maybe for you, you felt like you're never good enough to have a relationship with God. God doesn't want you Listen, God gave his son to die on a cross for you. And what we have to do is we have to accept him and commit to him. If you're here today and you've never done that, or maybe you did but you walked away, I want to give you that opportunity. What you can do on that connection card on the back is simply check mark the box that says, I want to make a commitment to follow Jesus. If that's you, check mark that box, then believe that God loved you so much that he gave his son for you and receive him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here today and maybe God's speaking to you. Maybe it's been a, a rough season and maybe it felt like a season of rejection, but maybe the truth is it's just a season of waiting. And in this time, what you need to do is you need to listen to God. Maybe you just need to believe or maybe you need to act. Whatever it is, I want to challenge you to write it down. And then not only write it down, but live it out. Live it out. There's also a place for prayer requests where we love to partner with you in prayer. Again, we take these cards seriously. It's our way to journey with you. It's our way to pray with you. It's our way to track with you as well. So if you would, take this moment to fill that out completely. And then Seth will be up in just a moment to explain the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.